Welcome to Sure Foundation Lutheran Church's podcast channel. The following sermon was preached on May 14th, 2023, on the basis of 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 to 7. As I said in the, in the introduction to the service today, our, our sermon text is from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 to 7. Um, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll read that now. This is the Apostle Paul writing to young Pastor Timothy here. I thank God, whom I serve as my ancestors did with a clear conscience, as night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you, so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in, now, in, in, your, and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded, now lives in you also. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the Spirit of God gave us, the, the Spirit that God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. This is God's Word. Dear fellow redeemed, we all have expectations, don't we? Sometimes these expectations are ones that we consciously think about, we mull them over, they're maybe on our mind quite a bit. Sometimes we just, we just have expectations though and we don't really know where they came from, how we got them, we just know that, that we have them. Some of these expectations are self-imposed, we place them on our, ourselves. Some of them are imposed on us by other people and what maybe they expect from us or consider normal. Uh, some of them are realistic, others are unrealistic. Yet as we consider expectations, as you think about that concept a little bit, you might come to a pretty common conclusion, maybe one that you've, you've already come to in your life. Expectations, they play a big role in your life, sometimes a massive role in your life. Now, you all know what expectations are. Uh, but for the sake of clarity, let's get, a, let's get a definition in front of us here. So an expectation is a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. Or a, a, an expectation is a belief that someone will or should achieve something. So here's an example. Let's say you have a, a student that, that is really intelligent, really good at school, uh, she might expect that, that she's going to, to achieve valedictorian. She might expect that she's going to, to get an academic scholarship to, to a college. She might expect that she'll be working a, a high-paying job someday doing really impactful work. That may be her ex expectation of how things are going to turn out for her. And, and anybody that knows her, that, that knows that she's really intelligent, that, that she's really good at school, might have similar expectations for her in, in her life. Now, of course, that, that, thing, that sort of concept plays out in all different ways, to all different degrees, in all different areas of our life. And just in general, it's kind of an interesting thing to consider, all the different expectations that have been placed on you. But because today is, is Mother's Day, we're not going to talk in general here. We're going to talk a little bit more uh, specific and pointed today. So if we were to sit down and, and compile a list of all of the expectations that are placed on a woman's shoulders these days, what would make it on that list? I suppose if we compared all of our lists, they'd all be a little bit different, right? It probably depends on, on who you're asking here, too. 
I'm sure any of the women of the congregation could come up with more than I could, right? But, but I, think I, can hit the, I think I can hit the big ones here. I think some, some people expect that, that women are going to be the epitome of a career woman today. That, that from a very young age, she's going to know exactly what she wants to do, and she's going to fiercely set her, her mind to that path, not letting anything get in her, her way. That she's going to rise through the ranks until she achieves that position or that promotion that will mark her career with achievement. Some might expect that, at a, that a woman needs to be an, an all-star wife, to be attentive and caring, to be a good listener, to be a comforter, to, to cook better than anybody on Food Network, to maintain a design aesthetic better than that of Joanna Gaines, and to, to maybe at least uh, put aside an hour of work out, to work out a day. There's just not enough hours in the day, right? Some might expect that, that a woman is going to be an all-star mother, a beacon of, of patient love, knowing the exact right time to be gentle and the exact right time to be stern, always up to date on the most recent parenting techniques, uh, having her kids in the most activities, dressed in the best clothes, eating the most natural foods. You might quibble with a few of my expectations, that's fine. <laughs> uh, you may add a lot more. We could probably talk for a long time about all the different expectations, right? But, but I, think the, I think the main point is still there, right? There are a lot of expectations placed on a woman's shoulders. And maybe you felt that. You felt that, those expectations before. Because they can be a heavy burden. They can be a crushing weight. And those expectations, no matter where they come from, can take their toll after a period of time. Here's maybe one way that they could take their toll. What if you have not been blessed with a certain vocation, like mother, wife, career person? What if that doesn't fit you? For example, uh, what if you've never felt a, a specific calling to a career? You weren't passionate about some, some career from the very beginning. And so, so now you have a job now, but, but it's not your passion. It's what you do. And, and you do it faithfully, but, but it, it's not your passion. Have you failed in some way? Did you, did you pick the wrong calling in some way? Did you miss the boat at that time? What if you chose to, to stay at home with your, your kids and you don't have a career? Have, have you failed in some way? Well, if that's the expectation that's placed on your shoulders, you might be made to feel that way sometimes, right? Or here's another one. What if you, you really wanted kids? Like Hannah, you prayed for them for a, a really long time. Uh, but it wasn't in God's plan for you. That, that wasn't God's will, and he didn't choose to bless you in that way. Have you somehow failed in a way that you can't even control? Uh, of course, you know the answer to that. Uh, of course, that's not true. But if that's the expectation that's placed on your shoulders, oh man, it can feel like that sometimes. And those expectations, they, they can be a crushing weight on your shoulders. Here's the second way, though, that, that, that those expectations can maybe take their toll. Maybe you have been, been blessed with, a lot of, with some or all of those vocations and, and more, right? And you're struggling to keep up with the, the ideal of each of those. You're struggling to, to, to measure up in all of those different vocations in your life and find that, 
that balance there too. So what happens when you don't meet the ideal in one of your vocations? What happens if you don't end up rising through the ranks? You have your career that you're passionate about, but you can't find enough time to dedicate towards that. And so you never rise to the ranks. You never get that, that promotion. Have you failed in some way? What, what if you, you, you dedicate a lot of time to, to spending time with your, your children, you're doing the best that you can to, to raise them, but, but one of them makes a, a poor decision that alters the, the path of their life because that's, that happened? Have you failed in some way? What happens when you can't keep up with the ideal in every station of your life? Oh, that's a, that's a crushing weight. That can take its toll. Because here's the real lie behind all of that. The real lie behind all of that is that your identity as a woman is so wrapped up in and so closely connected to your successes and failures in any of those vocations. And if so, if, if you're anything less than the ideal as a worker, as a wife, as a mother, as any of the other vocations that you fill, a student, whatever it may be, then that reflects negatively on who you are. That reflects negatively on your identity. That's a lie. <laughs> and it's a massive lie, but it's, it's a lie that, that we tend to believe. Not, not just women here. Men tend to believe that one too. And it's really no different of a lie than what the devil's been spinning from the very beginning. It, it's really, at its heart, the lie of works righteousness. Now, now, you may resonate with some of the things that, that I've been saying here. And you may think, well, I'm not consciously thinking that I am earning righteousness with God. Of course, I'm a Lutheran. I, I know that that's not true, right? But that's what we're doing. <laughs> Whether we know it or not, whether we're thinking about it or not, it's so built into us that if I work hard enough, if I do enough, if I am good enough in all of these areas of my life, well then somehow I'm going to earn some merit with God. Somehow I'm going to be proved righteous. Somehow that, that reflects well on my identity because my work equals my identity. The things I do equal my identity that's a lie, and that path is always going to crush you. The path of works righteousness is fruitless. So there's the lie. Here's the truth that God wants you to know. However you feel about how you're doing in any of your vocations at this point, you are a child of God. That's your primary identity that's your most important identity. It can probably be so easy to find your identity in your, in your work, to find your identity in your, your marriage, to find your identity in your children, to find your identity in any vocation that might be yours. But you are a, a child of God first and foremost. And there is rest for your soul in that knowledge. Because having this identity means that you aren't lacking. <laughs> you aren't lacking. You, you are sufficient in Christ. Your sufficiency isn't based on how well or, or not well you do at any of your vo vocations. Your sufficiency is rooted in what Christ did for you. Because guess what? 
You can't be ideal. You can't be perfect. But God knew that. And so he sent his son to be perfect for you on your behalf. You have Jesus' perfection laid on you. Those, those unrealistic expectations that you, you may have of yourself, Jesus fulfilled those expectations. He lived up to that standard of perfection so that he could give to you his righteousness. There is nothing left to prove. He has taken that weight off of your shoulders so the ceaseless striving can cease and you can rest in your identity as a child of, of God. You know, I, I kind of wonder, wonder what Lois and Eunice were like. Obviously, you, this, you have the extent of what we know about Lois and Eunice. You heard it read this morning. But, but I still wonder what, what they were like. Were they ordinary people, average people? Were they extraordinary in some ways? If you had the chance to talk to Timothy, what would he tell you about his grandma? Or what would he tell you about his, his mom? What would be the first thing that, that comes to his mind? I, I kind of wonder those, those things. Of course, we'll never know, but I think it's okay to wonder. But we do know a few things about Lois and Eunice. And what God has chosen to reveal to us is significant. The Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the, the Holy Spirit, chose to reveal to us that Lois and Eunice had a sincere faith living within them. Now, I'd like to think that, that there were a lot of other things that were really significant about Lois and Eunice. They were maybe really talented in, in a lot of different ways, yet here's what they're remembered for. They're remembered for their sincere, living faith that lives within them. <laughs> that's so significant, isn't it? And that's instructive to us. Because your first identity, your most important identity, is that of a child of, of God. That's what it was for Lois and Eunice. They, they might have had many other accomplishments, but their primary identity was in Christ. And that's instructive for us too. That's not just for the women here today, but for, for everybody here today too. Your identity is in Christ and that gives you rest for your soul in real ways. So, when you're feeling the burden of some of those expectations in your life, whatever those expectations may be, the, the ones that you put on yourself, the ones that others put on, on you, take a step back, embrace again your identity in Christ, and find rest for your soul. When, you, when you're feeling guilty because you feel like you're just not doing enough in one area of your, your life, when, when you're just tired, <laughs> take a step back. Embrace your identity in Christ and find rest for your soul. When you're feeling like you're less than, you're not measuring up to the ideal in some way, take a step back. Embrace your identity in Christ and find rest for your soul. Because he will give you rest. He said it. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Child of God is your number one identity. And the most impactful thing that you can do in your life is to make sure other people know their identity in Christ, too. That's the other thing we know about Lois and Eunice. They had a sincere faith living within them. 
And they made sure that Timothy grew up knowing that faith. That Timothy knew, uh, grew up knowing the one true God and knowing that Jesus was his Savior. Now, now this is the Timothy that would go on, on mission trips with the Apostle Paul. Many people would believe because of him. He, he would later be the pastor in Ephesus. That's where he is when, when Paul's writing this, this letter. Just, just think about that. How many people came to know Jesus as their Savior because Lois and Eunice taught Timothy about that? The, the ripple effect of that is remarkable. The impact is bigger than we could probably ever imagine. But I'm going to go on a, out on a limb and say this. Even if Timothy didn't go on to be a, a great evangelist with the Apostle Paul, even if Timothy didn't go on to be a, a pastor in, in Ephesus, even if Lois and Eunice's impact was limited to just Timothy, it would have been such significant work that he grew up knowing Jesus as his Savior because of, of them. Women of the congregation, you can be a Lois and a Eunice if you have been blessed with children and grandchildren. You can be the, the encourager that, that encourages them to stay close to God and his word. You can be the, the person that prays for your children and grandchildren often. You can be that living example of that sincere faith living within you to the, the people around you and to your, your children. They see a lot. They pick up on a lot. If the Lord has not blessed you with, with children, guess what? You can still be Lois and Eunice. Wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be really cool if the children of this congregation, and we have a lot of children in this congregation, if you hadn't noticed, if they grew up knowing multiple different women who had a sincere faith living within them, wouldn't it be awesome if they saw what, what a faithful woman, like we sang about in, the, in the, the hymn of the day, if they knew what that looked like, if they saw that example, uh, you may not think about the impact that you have, but, but you have an impact greater than, than you probably could ever imagine. I want to leave you with, with three things here. No matter who you are sitting here today, you, you have a mother. <laughs> if your mother uh, taught you about Jesus, if your mother brought you, brought you to church and made sure you heard the word of God, take a second today and give thanks to God for her. If that wasn't your experience, you likely, because you're sitting here today, had a mother figure in your life, someone who served that role, that made sure you knew Jesus as your Savior, and you no doubt have people around you encouraging you right now. Take a second and give thanks to God for them today. Second thing to leave you with, men, this is to you specifically, and I'm saying it to myself too here. Uh, how can you, you show your appreciation to the women in your life uh, on a day other than just Mother's Day? And how can you make sure that, that the women in your life are embracing their identity in Christ first and foremost? That they're not being worn down by all the other expectations that are placed on them, but that they are resting in Christ and his word? I pray that we ask ourselves that question quite often. And, and women... One last, one last thing for you. I pray that you embrace your identity in Christ, the identity given to you at your, your baptism. You saw Decker be baptiz baptized today. That identity given to you at your baptism is that of a child of God. You were washed clean 
of all of your sins. And so when God looks at you, he sees someone who is perfect. He sees someone who is holy and blameless. You have nothing left to prove. So just be who God made you to be. God grant it. Amen. Hi there, Pastor Wilkie here. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. Uh, if you like the content that we're putting out as a church, could you do us a favor and could you hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast? That helps us get seen by more people more often so that more people will hear about Jesus. Uh, we hope you enjoyed today and, and we hope you tune in again next week for another sermon.